Hey everyone, welcome to Tales of Recovery. Today, I'm having a great conversation here with my friend Sarah Sonyuk, who has a wellness lifestyle brand. And where did we meet? We met, um, I don't remember, we met at the Cafecito thing, which was totally weird. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, we met at a networking event. At a networking event. Yeah, let's shout out to the cafe. It's Del Dia, right? Yeah, on Adams Avenue, Normal Heights, yeah. Yeah. And my friend Eddie Cruz, hooked it up because they have a name the organization what are they called oh, oh. <laughs> i'll put it we'll in give the them a show yeah, yeah I'll put it in the but yes i didn't even think i'm like okay i'll go mm-hmm. and then i meet you yes which i had no idea i would meet and yeah and arzu yeah yeah and arzu is actually who invited me to that i love networking events and uh she she pointed it out so yeah we we met and then just immediately the things that you were talking about i was like oh yeah i want to talk to her she's definitely my tribe you know of all the people that showed up i was like oh we need to know each other and then i've actually met a lot of people like on the fringes of your circle that um i had not you know was not familiar with previously so that's also been great it was so so it worked right the networking yeah it did it did (laughs) yes and you know what else happened within that that day was actually really powerful because it was just who showed up like it is when you show up to a networking event the person i was standing next to they did a thing where it was like take a selfie to the person standing next to you and then post it and tag them and that person actually had showed up from the Better Business Bureau, and mm-hmm. she was kind of recruiting people for their business accelerator program. Wow. And I ended up signing up because of that, and that program was incredible. So I'm going to shout that out to you and business to all the entrepreneurs. Yeah, if yeah. You're an entrepreneur, because yes. this is a podcast about entrepreneurship. By the way, I forgot to say it in the beginning, but mm-hmm. I mean, we're chit chatting, right? Sarah and I are, but we're both entrepreneurs, and mm-hmm. this is a little bit of what we're going to share about how we got here and some of the challenges of trying to do your own thing mm-hmm. and the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. shouting out the better... The Better Business Bureau, mm-hmm. and it was a partnership between the Better Business Bureau and uh, sponsored by GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. And they do it twice a year in San Diego and Arizona. And uh, yeah, it was great. I just had access to actually a podcast recording studio, which um, is a good segue, I guess, for the fact that that just opened up finally the opportunity for me to record for me to record meditations and Mm -hmm. breath work and my own podcast episodes and I wouldn't have had access to that and it was like good equipment and it was a great test run for me so um that's how that's just like the ripple effects of like what one day (laughs) one couple hour networking event can have like suddenly you have a library of meditations that's like the end of the outcome of that so that was sick that's great you know you got to get after it and these opportunities show up like that so Mm -hmm. um okay so first i just want to say that your company is called vital life inc Mm -hmm. which is like a you know mindfulness meditation breath work and yoga but you're also a very good well-known chef and we're going to talk about well known but (laughs) well you're well known to me (laughs) i think we're more well known than we think maybe it's just that's one of the things about being in this world is i don't know like making yourself small is just not working no 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 but and also standing out standing out in um a sea of people in the same you know arena i think is also something that is you know marketing true that's true so all right so let's talk about how we got here okay um into this world of because i mean an entrepreneur and i guess we're going down this rabbit hole in wellness specifically i would say yeah Mm -hmm. in wellness Mm -hmm. Um, for me, even though I have, I am constantly like, we're talking about like, well, you lose a client, 
there mm-hmm, goes that mm-hmm. money for the month, right? Mm-hmm. Or you lose, or you don't sell enough tickets for a retreat, in my mm-hmm, case, or mm-hmm. for a specific event, you know? So you're constantly, like, constantly having to do these creative ways, right, of marketing myself and getting, but in my opinion, this is way, way better than being sucked down a rabbit hole in a freaking nine to five job. Oh, yeah, girl, never. I can't. Never. And listen, I've tried. I've tried to get a regular job, hundreds of applications. I was going to networking events and speaking engagements, et cetera, et cetera. And I could not get a nine to five. I wasn't even getting interviews. And I had a good resume, like confirmed with LinkedIn, <laughs> like I was doing everything, you know? And then out of nowhere, I would have three gigs fall into my lap. Mm. So it was like time and time again confirmed that entrepreneurialism was the way that I needed to earn and sustain life mm-hmm. but i think only now it's becoming clear like what exactly that should be um yeah. and how it should come to pass yeah and it's hard i mean one of the things we were talking about before we started recording is also like how this new consciousness of living in community you know growing your own food mm-hmm. and kind of um just an awareness of how the ways things have been going aren't really working out which is why it's such a shit show and in my opinion, when we're like in the wellness community, when we're entrepreneuring, I, that's, I always team up with people. Mm-hmm. I'm always teaming up with people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we don't, maybe don't do as often, right? Hmm. As entrepreneurs, yeah. maybe we do. I don't know. Collaborations, but, support. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then you bring your people, I bring my people, you know, mm-hmm. and then like you're networking. You're Synergy. Others. Synergy. Synergy. And you cross over and then somebody that came Mm-mm. to my event now is going to Yeah, yeah. And then they know, know, they know you. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 And yeah. so what I think is really interesting about your life <laughs> <laughs> and cool is that I know that, I mean, maybe you want to talk about it, you know, like in San Diego and the whole housing thing. And yeah. How they made you move oh, from your okay, apartment. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, I'll touch on it because it's a reality. It's a reality. Um, so I, I moved to San Diego eight years ago and almost eight years ago and I drove cross country by myself. I didn't know anyone. And, um, I got this apartment as soon as I moved here and I've been in the same place for seven years. And then during kind of the peak of the real estate, you know, kind of housing crisis in San Diego, the the owner of my complex sold like at max bloated rate, you know, and um, a group of investors bought it and they vacated us all immediately. So um, that was that dire. That was dire. That was so, frankly, like it was so kind of traumatizing. 60 days, 60 yeah. days to I vacate. Yeah. And, you know, that same investment group actually did it to like five other complexes around, you know, North Park, San Diego. So I was, that was a really hard, I mean, it was just like one of those things that feel like, felt like it was happening to me. You know, I had no control. This was really quaking. Um, and subsequently there's been a lot of quakes yeah. <laughs> actually I just feel like it's been pretty like seismic for the last year um, and yeah so what did you do you had to move so right? yeah so then you know basically this was choiceless and um, you know they told us that we had to leave because of like you know um, quote unquote major repairs who knows what that means but um, so what I basically decided was, you know, I'd been, I, I, I'm a Taurus, you know, astrologically, like we put our feet in the ground and we stay there, you know, we like yeah. to plant roots and be in one place. And, um, unfortunately 
it was like rents at that point had been doubled and again I'm a solo entrepreneur and I'm really proud that I've been able to sustain life in Southern California on my own as a wellness entrepreneur you know that's not anything to sneeze at but at that time I was like my rent's about to double and I can't hang so um, I decided that I was going to go to Oaxaca, mm-hmm. and I put everything in storage. And we had coffee in Oaxaca. And we had Oaxaca. We did. We <laughs> met. We met in Oaxaca. Yeah, yeah. I had a few friends that came through, which was great. Um, and, you know, maybe a podcast for another time, but, like, things just did not go well for me there. Um, mm-hmm. Safety-wise, it was a real issue for me, and I left sooner than I had expected. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so since then, I've been a nomad in and out of San Diego and with that um, it has urged me to continue to put more material online Yeah, and that's I think part of what the inspiration was with the podcast for me was I have had this voice in my head for a long time that was like use your voice use your voice and it just kept getting louder and louder and I was like okay I had this opportunity to have access to that studio Mm -hmm. and I did a bunch of recordings and I was really proud of them and um, then I kind of took the show on the road not having a concrete place in San Diego I was like okay I'm gonna start embracing like this temporary nomad life now it's been almost a year Mm. and uh, um, yeah so that's that's kind of up to you went to Fiji I went to Fiji yeah that was part of the place so I served in the Peace Corps um, from 2010 to 2012, and I got placed in Fiji. And that was hugely transformative in a multitude of ways. And um, What do you do in the Peace Corps? What did I do mm-hmm. specifically? Um, well, I, I was placed with a spiritual organization, which was interestingly just like so aptly aligned because it was are you familiar with Sai Baba Satya Sai Baba no he's a Indian guru um and he's got followers you know all over the world and essentially it's yogic principles Mm -hmm. so I got placed with an organization that was creating these human values curriculum in the classroom so I was helping create those curriculum and one of the things they had me do one of the ways they teach these values is through music and through song so they wanted me to create a cd like a music CD of like human values based music. And I was just like, I don't, (laughs) I don't sing. I'm not a musician, you know? So then they, um, they were basically, okay, well like this is one of the things we need. So get it done. So I asked a couple of other volunteers. We did some covers. I wrote some original music (laughs) and we basically dropped an LP. I dropped an LP (laughs) in Fiji in like this dusty, the back of this, uh, it was like a music shop. And they had a storage room in the back, and we all sat down. I was on shaker egg yeah, and yeah. background <laughs> vocals. <laughs> and I had a friend with a ukulele and a guitar. Yeah, yeah we did it. And those those songs, just so you know, will never, ever, ever hit the airwaves, ever. Ah, be on the Spotify <laughs> no, link. No, no. And we, t- we entitled it. I had a contest with the kids at the school. I had an a, a album cover contest. Uh-huh. Homegirl in like second grade won like 50 bucks, big deal. Mm-hmm. And it was a big hibiscus leaf and it had all the human values, one in each petal. Oh. And we entitled the album Soldier of Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was S O U L. Right. So, oh. yes, yeah, Soldier. That's my production Peace. company, Soul yeah, Production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, fun. yeah, that was that was cool. And then, you know, I want to, um, the other thing I want to shout out that I did that was a, really important to me was I ended up hosting four chiropractic clinics in Fiji which chiropractics is long near and dear to me 
And uh, there was a university coming out of the U.S. Um, Palmer Chiropractic College, and they did uh, clinics in Fiji. They had already been going. So I was in touch with them, and I ended up hosting them on four occasions. And that was really – I was so proud of that, you know? Like these people wouldn't have ever had – Access. Yeah, accessed. And, and the Fijian lifestyle is – you know, these women are having five babies. Men are working in the fields all day. This yeah. is, you know, an uh, old school, physical. yeah, rugged, physical kind of lifestyle. So, like, a friend of mine had been living with a broken collar that just stayed broke for, like, oh, wow. who knows how long, you know? Um, so that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, so I was really proud of that, and and uh, that was a great this was during the Peace Corps? This War? was during the Peace okay. Corps, yeah. And then subsequently, I've been back many times. Like, this is a second home to me, and mm-hmm. I recently just got back. Um, and on a previous visit in 2018, I had walked into the headmaster's office at the school, and I saw on the calendar chiropractic clinic, and I was like, what? Still I'm like, wait a minute. You know, there's no way they haven't erased this calendar in like four years. And then I talked to her, and she said, oh, yes, they've been communicating with us, and we've held them, you know, pretty much every year since you started. Right. And I was like, oh! The chiropractic legacy yeah. <laughs> lives on. Very helpful. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. That's cool. I'm excited about that. And so when you went back to Fiji this time, what were you? Um, besides enjoying the beautiful well, island, you life? know, I to be honest, I felt like I needed a sabbatical. Mm. I feel like I've been in workaholic mode, um, and <sighs> being um, on the go. Uh, all this time I felt um, like I just needed a hard stop so I went to a place that felt like home I went to a place that felt like I could be nurtured and cared for and the hospitality is just so loving Mm -hmm. and I am so happy there like Mm -hmm. I'm so joy filled when Mm -hmm. I'm there you know I think they have like this new tourism tagline that says where happiness comes naturally and I'm like well, you're out in nature. They ain't wrong. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. There's all these yeah, fresh it's fruits green. and vegetables. Yeah. yeah, yeah, There's a real relaxed energy to that place. Yeah. And I think I am very sensitive to collective consciousness. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, like, that I it's just hard to do is to stop and go slow and mm-hmm. take sabbaticals. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have really have figured out that it's okay to live with less. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a plan to leave the Matrix 9 to 5 since my kids were, like, one month old. Mm-hmm. And I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to really access that plan until, even though I figured out a way to hang out with them and this and that, but it was, I couldn't access that plan until, you know, my oldest was in high school and my son was in middle school. That's when I just, okay, I quit that job and mm-hmm. I started to do the entrepreneuring full time. what did you find was the greatest sacrifice in that? Still Money. having to get up and go to the nine to five. I mean, when you were in it. Oh, when I was in it, um, sacrificing which way? Like, like, like not having the freedom, not doing the entrepreneurship. Oh, you horrible. know what I mean? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible okay. because I wanted to be with my kids. Ever yeah. since I had a baby, I yeah. was like, I don't want to work. But yeah. then you know, you have this, you have you have the mortgage, and well, you get well, you know, you're drinking a different type of Kool Aid because if I didn't know now, then what I know now, I would have figured out another way to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, Julio would tell me, "Let's downsize." 
Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to downsize, you know? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I kept on going, trying to figure it out. But let's be honest, though. Back then, there wasn't the opportunity that there is now because we didn't have the internet like we do. There was no such thing as a podcast. I used to listen to recorded lectures on CD. You know, there yeah. weren't podcasts then. I there know. weren't. You and know, it was a just part of, of the journey. I internet. think I would have. I know what you're saying, but I do think. I mean, there was a lot of other people doing it back then. Okay. Without podcasts. Right. You know, Mm-mm. that just had, you know, I, I was used to like. I had this, you know, fat BMW and a big fat hey, house with a pool. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those things are nice. Those things are nice. But also, you're but missing out. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if anybody mm-hmm. has kids, mm-hmm. yeah. unschool them. You know, but there's all these communities where people, I mean, my friend Jeanette Dominguez, you got to follow her. Shout out to Jeanette. Hey. The world needs your magic, I think is her handle on IG. Oh, nice. And she decided, no, I'm not going to have my kids, you know, in these schools where yeah. they label them, you know, telling them this, that. Right. And she has a community where there's like, I mean, over 500 people in her Facebook page that she just yeah. opened up for moms that don't want to yeah. go into the school mm-hmm, system mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. are figuring out, you know, they're making jewelry or bread or teaching yoga. More or more she does web pages yeah. because mm-hmm. it's, I think it's possible to do it with less. And I, I don't, I think the culture doesn't allow you or we think it's not an allowable thing. We want more and more and more security, 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 lots yeah. of savings accounts, you know, big fat Well, cards. that's the, isn't that like the heart of capitalism? It is. It is. <laughs> you know, that's the heart of capitalism. And I think, and I, and myself and you and, you know, I, I see a lot of us pulling the plug from the matrix in that yeah. way because I think we're starting to wake up to what really matters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we see that community is the answer, that conversation, that relationship, that healing of ancestral pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the rebuilding of ourselves after we've healed from that pain, yeah. like growing our our own food, mm-hmm. having home gardens, community gardens, we have shared networks of resources. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just constantly constantly amassing, we're staying tapped into this beautiful symphony of people that have become these webs of resources, of things that we cherish and need, and what we really value. And yeah. To me, it's not bigger and more. That's part of why I've just kind of said, like, okay, San Diego has been really good to me. I have really good friends here. I want to stay plugged into this place to a certain degree. But also, um, it's, uh, how am I going to buy a three-quarter of a million-dollar house by myself yeah. when you need a hundred k down? You know, yeah. it's just not the answer. So it's like choosing the alternative way. I think it takes so much bravery to do that because. There's just, you know, a certain stability that, with that comes with that nine to five that you're turning your back on. But that stability was going to give me cancer. Yeah, I mean, that's you know the thing. At what quitting? expense? At what expense? Oh, you're not going to have <laughs> medical insurance. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going to have yes. cancer if I stay here. Yes, yes. I have to fucking get out of there. Yeah. And people yeah. are buying homes now in community, mm-hmm. right? So like four or five people get together, you apply for the loan. I mean, it's like this huge process, but people are doing it because sometimes it's at least the only way to not yeah. be throwing your money away on rent. Yes. There is possibilities, but you're right. It's hard. It takes courage. But I wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah, and, yeah. Now, you know, I do have to say I probably have it in a way easier than other people because I have a partner. Like we have, you know, both yeah. of us are, you know, doing this together. And I did hustle in that government job, which the only good thing about it was 
well, I mean, there was a lot of good things, right? Mm-hmm. Public defenders are always helping people out. But mm-hmm. the best thing really is you get some good-ass loans when you work for the government. Okay. So that was a loan to buy mm-hmm. the house, you know, to buy the mm-hmm. other house. But also, it's like you're the bitch forever. Well, that's yeah. a bad word. I don't yeah. know who should be saying that. But you're like a slave. <laughs> Understand. Yeah. I'm not sure that's any better. <laughs> that's, oh, gosh. Now I fucked up. Well, you know. <laughs> like a peon or whatever is that better yes yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah 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 sorry yeah, it's yeah, desert recovery yes, we say it all yes, yes. perdón <laughs> perdón perdón um humble perdón, gracias, te amo. Yes. but uh, the thing is really like yes you might have some things and it might be a, a plan for a little bit like you know get a job for a few years so you can get a loan and yeah. buy that car the house whatever yeah. and then but make your escape plan I work with a lot well, of people that i'm like what's your escape plan and that's the thing is like what what are we sacrificing? We're sacrificing our mental health, our physical health, our emotional well-being, and that when we chip away at those things, then it starts to affect our relationships with our partners and our friends and our children and et cetera, et cetera, right? So I think it's like at what expense are we over-investing in what we think is, we've been told is the right way to invest and and I think the authentication of ourselves and what we need and our needs start to become clearer and clearer the more that you tap into yourself and maybe yeah. even like over time as you get older, for sure, it's become clearer for me what matters. And so I have to act on that then, you know? I got to put my back into that. I got to start to walk the talk and really make that change because that's part of the reason why I pulled the plug and just hit pause on overworking and just taking a sabbatical was like, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed out all the time. I'm depressed. I don't feel good. Um, I'm crying. I'm just like, you know, not in my best form. Mm-hmm. And so p- pausing on that took a lot of courage and just like knowing and trusting like we were talking about before. And doing the work. So doing the work, yeah. You know, just staying humble and staying grounded and, and you know, talking to the therapist and yeah. do do three grounding meditations in a row. <laughs> I'm telling you, the thing is, if we don't do the work, all you got to do is complain or, or get really yeah. sick. And stay stagnant, stay stagnant. Yeah, yeah stay sick. Keep, you know, that's not that's not the answer no. either. Or, or feed into kind of what the capitalism thing is mm-hmm. like. Keep keep going, keep going. You know, keep numbing out. No, don't don't stop. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, really to stop that's yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of mental arguments. Yeah, there's a lot of mental arguments for me. Like I think as an entrepreneur, as coming from kind of workaholic tendencies, as like, am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Should I be posting more? Do I even care about posting? Like, where are my next you know contracts and projects going to come from what am i inspired to do you know like all these things are always rolling around and so even within the sabbatical i was still working you know i was still teaching a few classes here and there and recording a bunch of meditations it was almost more like a creative expansive place versus just like chronic output Mm -hmm. it was actually a creative space where i have all this information that still needs to be compiled and organized but it was just all of a sudden this vortex of creativity. Because why? Because I wasn't being pressured yeah. to earn to survive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. That's another, there's so many groups of friends of mine that are like, they, they have this, they rent a big, big house. And there's like five or six of them living there. Mm-hmm. But big house. Like, mm-hmm. you're on your own place. You know, space for chickens. And, and I mean, I think it's 
beautiful for me to see how people are kind of figuring it out. Yeah, because I think people are also realizing what matters, you know, how you want to invest yeah. your time. Yeah. Um, and, you so. know, and it's, a, it's maybe not, it's not forever that you're going to have 17 roommates, but but yeah. it, it might be a place where you can, I, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know? Like, if mm-hmm. I was by myself, I would definitely have roommates. Oh, no, I you like know? living alone. <laughs> oh, I love living alone. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Really? Uh, I'll pay to live alone. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to pay more rent, Sarah. Then it's not going to work. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's, you know, and that's something that you have I mean, to check and balance. That is part of the deal, you know, if you you, you got to pay to play, a, you know. I'm thinking a big space. <clears throat> I'm not saying live a together and it's too bad. Oh, no, no, no. Even that, though, for me, like, I'd rather share land. I'd rather yeah. share land yeah. and live alone than share living space with other people in that mm. way, you know, I because... I have like a particular soundscape, you know. Yeah. I like a quiet. I want to listen to my music. Like if I want to leave a bunch of dishes or not in the sink, I will. Um, with I boundaries. Just, with boundaries. With well, maybe boundaries. Yeah, sure. But even still, <laughs> nah, because then like it, it just takes longer to get out of the house. You just feel like you got to like chit chat a little and be nice. Also, like in the morning, that's mm, like my that's, that's my meditative, like quiet time. Like I don't want to really want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I just want to like lightly, you know, foot about well, see, the I house doing my thing. Okay. The daydream is thick. It is. Because I have, so I am building this kind of space. Ooh, in, tell in, me about it. In um, San Jose del Pacifico okay. with, um, with Julio and Luis, right? My friend Luis Lucan and Julio, my I partner. Met, I met Luis. We yeah. have this. Pl- you did meet Luis. Yeah, That's in right. Oaxaca. In Oaxaca. Yeah. And so part of the landscape of that is there is a big house with like a community kitchen and sure. a community That's fire That's nice to have for have retreats. Like an L-shaped place. And even if it's not a retreat, like Luis can be on his side, I can be on my side. Oh, yeah, love it. And you don't have to see him. <laughs> you don't want to. Like, if he's like, I don't want to talk to Greece, he can do his own thing on his side right. and have his own space in the garden. Yeah, yeah. But then at so, night, hey, you want to have dinner? Sure. Of course, yeah, come together. You know, right. But then we're sharing the space, we're sharing the expenses, we're sharing the rent. And, you know, when you rent it, you share the rent. Because you're Airbnb right. or whatever. Of course. And, you know, having other little cabins around there. So, um, and people are like, well, what do you mean? What are you going to do, like, when you die and the kids or when he, and I'm like, I'm not there. Just for today, this is a fucking dream. Let me dream it. Yeah, right. Before you get right, all these right. capitalistic logistics. Oh, about sure. It. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just like know. It's like an intuitive sense that's yeah. just like you can feel it, you can see it, you can sense it. And the logistics of, of you know, one plus two and how all that's going to play out to the end game. Like, I do feel like right now what's happening and what I'm getting into and probably what you're getting into, I feel like this is a long game, you know, like the seeds that are being planted now or let's say the soil that's being tilled now, these seeds that are being planted are not going to really come to fruition for like 10 years. You know, this is like a decade from now. We're really going to start to reap the benefits of what we're doing. Like you were talking about. Uh, Greece just got this gardening. Yeah, the firm's totally different. Shout out. Yeah, she got this scholarship, applied for it, and then won it. And she's going to learn how to be a farmer. And that's that's it. It's happening now because, like, fruit doesn't bear tomorrow, you know? So it's like these long term things, these long term goals um, of your retreat space and your gardening. And it's hard, you know. I have a lot of people that I have conversations with that are sick of the system. They don't want to be driving their kids everywhere to school. And but they need insurance. But also, they... No, it's more of like, you just kind of put up with it because it's what you know. 
Yeah. So it'd be nice to drop it all and move to Fiji hey. and live a simpler <laughs> life, right? Or yeah. somewhere in Mexico, or right. or just put all pull the kids out and mm-hmm. put them in high school in a public school. And people look at that and they think it's impossible, but it's actually not. It's not, but that's what I'm talking about. That that cusp that you say this like we're on the verge, we're on the verge, we're on the verge. Down the line, it'll be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know, I should, and I'm not saying like. You're going to look back and say, I should have done it earlier. Like, I wish I'd have done it earlier. Because one of the biggest sacrifices is, to be honest, uh, that somebody else is raising your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Totally, totally, just, totally. No, 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 Maybe no. if you're trying to teach my kid. Spend the money and go to Waldorf school. <clears throat> and even then, the teachers might be, you know. You know, you never know what anybody's individual mindset yeah. is bringing to the table. Yeah. And how they're going to be rearing and treating your and child. Even unconsciously, the they, you know, even, even unconsciously, they, they may not know the kind of message that they're sending. And yeah, because, well, I think and that's just also a mindset, too. Like if we're talking about working mothers, I mean, I'm not a mother. I don't have any kids. So I'm only looking at this as an outsider. But. I think previously it was like this quote unquote like stay at home mom dream like oh I don't want to work and I'm just going to stay home and raise my kid and that was like somehow like a weaker sense of things you know we're going to hit pause for a second okay pause 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 nobody move nobody move the glamorization of stay at home moms yes so I think there was this idea that that was um almost like an easy job like you weren't you weren't fully stepping up to the plate if you didn't work and somehow raise your kid or send your kid to daycare and um now as I'm grown and I have friends that have children and I'm seeing like the reality of what motherhood actually is and how and how stay-at-home mothership is like actually a huge sacrifice especially for women who are interested in a career who do you know have a continued sense of self and commitment to you know their career and earning and enjoying having a life um and and expressing their skill sets and their dharmas etc so yeah the trade-off is like are you going to have someone else raise your kid and what does that yeah entail and um i think it is a big sacrifice and get organized like i would you know get organized to the degree where okay say you and i are both raising our kids at home right right mm-hmm. and i'm saying like sarah i'm gonna work tuesdays and thursdays you got my kids tuesdays and thursdays or you come over with yours right. and then i'll watch yours it's Monday, the community yes which is what again. Jeanette does you know it's just a community mm-hmm. and when you you don't have to give up being you know a lawyer or whatever you want to be you know an artist a, mm-hmm. a musician a chef or a, a wellness yeah. person because nobody likes the nine to five jobs and you could see statistics and nobody wanted to go back to work after the whole COVID shut down. <laughs> yeah, after the pandemic, you know, it was like nine people to five. Realize, I wasn't really happy with that nine no, to five bullshit. No, job. It did give them a jump. Yeah. I mean, I was teaching like ten to fifteen classes a week in studios, running wow. all over the place ragged, yeah. and that went to a full yeah. stop, you know. So yeah. everyone's lives were changed for sure. But yeah. hmm. <sighs> so I mean, you know, the struggle is it's like a it's like a it's like an adventure, right? If I see it as an adventure and the perspective of it is um, you have to be taking care of yourself. Yes, and yes. And with good friends That's and community and yeah. chatting to people that yes. are like going to say, you got this, you mm-hmm. can do it, I'm mm-hmm. here for you. Yeah. Right? The Otherwise, support system. Uh, the support system, the community. And, and you know, one of the things that I figured is downsizing. You can downsize. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, it's like yeah. no more private schools. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna go ride the equestrian horses 
okay? We're going to public school. And, you know, that has its pros and its cons. But back then, I was still working, creating this plan, so I couldn't just sure, unschool or homeschool. Sure, yeah. Unschool, really. My friends, yeah. they call it unschooling because you kind of do it around I kind of like that. Yeah, I like that phrase. I've never heard yes. that before. Unschooling. Oh, it's very yeah, good. yeah. You know, school was really made as a babysitter for people who could be productive at work. Mm. All the seventh graders in one, all, like every kid being like five, five-year-olds with five-year-olds, six-year-olds with six-year-olds, seven-year-olds with seven. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. People should be mixed and, you know, mixing, mingling, mixing and mingling, growing, and the older yeah, with the youngest, yeah, and people right, learning right. as they go, and learning more as a yes, play. Yes. Or watching the adults, right? Yes, Shadowing the right. adults, which is how it used to be. Now everybody has to learn the same thing at the same time, and if you're right. not meeting these pressure. stupid standards, yeah, they're gonna give you a little pill because you have ADHD and you right. can't focus. Still, I mean, I, mean just, I remember having like crying breakdowns in elementary school because I couldn't figure out like some math problems, yeah. and looking back on that later, like I wish I could have just like whispered to my little self and been like, "Girl, this shit don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> this shit don't matter. Don't cry. Don't feel stupid. It's all good. You got this. You ain't never." gonna need this shit carry on (laughs) i'm trying to multiply some some (laughs) zeros and some decimals okay so i might need some algebra but (laughs) shout out to the accountants out there um yes but yeah but i i do feel like um yeah there were times in school where i just felt um you know very inferior and there were things that i just i didn't need later in life you know there wasn't i wish in school and maybe they do this now and they do this in certain places i don't know but the things that i wish that we would have learned are um things about loans and credit scores and savings and you know some 101 on some stocks and bonds yeah some entrepreneurship some emotional intelligence some emotional intelligence (laughs) yeah but at the same time you know i remember taking in college uh, a death and dying class college in college yeah, yeah but that's yeah, your choice yeah, 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 you're yeah, choosing yeah. college mm-hmm. you're choosing your that's classes. true that's true you know death and dying yeah we well about i got a degree in case. anthropology and that was like what the oh, one of the classes great. was was death and dying but i was in my early 20s and i wasn't ready yet i wasn't ready yet so maybe that information i maybe i wouldn't have ingested it or felt like i needed it when i was a teenager like oh you're trying to teach me 101 on stocks like i fucking wish <laughs> Somebody explain Bitcoin. Everybody wants money. Everybody wants money. That's always a good topic. I don't know. You know, the. it's funny because I'm thinking now, like, what has really shifted? And it it sometimes goes back, right, to, like, I've had days where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't get up. But really the shift, and those days are, those days are like, shorter and shorter. Mm. Like, the time frames of what I'm like, because mm-hmm. everything is rhythms, right? You've got everything the tools seasons, to get yourself out of it, yeah. But what I figured is, like, what do I want to do that's really, that I love to do and that is helpful for somebody out there? Yes. Not yes. just, like, I have questions. to post 75 Instagram posts a day or else I'm going to lose, no, no, no. Like, to be of service. Yes. And to be excited about it because yes. I know that this works. I know that this trauma work that I've been doing works. I've seen it in my own body, yes, in my yes. own heart, in my own. And I see it with people I work mm-hmm. with and I see it with my, and you know, mindfulness yes. and breath work, mm-hmm. all of these modalities that I know work, Alchemical. which is what you're offering. Transformative. They're transformative mm-hmm. in a space where you're being held with someone that has life experience like you mm-hmm. and is grounded and isn't going to be like, you know, some twelve-year-old that got a degree over here on the weekend. <laughs> no, now things are going to give you breath and ayahuasca. You know, and God oh, bless you. Geez. Get after it, but you know, uh. also please get a mentor. Please have an elder. 
you know well uh, and that's check the thing, in with yeah. yourself mm-hmm. because we need older teachers yes yes that's exactly and what maybe, i was gonna say maybe maybe not necessarily older but wise well that's what it. yes no There's that's it people that don't know what yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true that's true it's so true um yeah i think i think um i as as well as you are can only speak for myself but i feel like i am kind of an aspiring wise woman mm. you know yeah. and i i think this is one of the benefits of i mean i just turned 43 which right i still hopefully have another whole second half whole yeah. second act to my life um but i feel like i'm only now just bearing fruits from long-lived practices i shouldn't say only now it's always been bearing fruit but i'm understanding you know i'm seeing in a different way yeah the benefits of of long-lived practices like practicing physical asana yoga and breath work and meditation having a therapist journaling you know all of these exercises and techniques Eating eating well yeah just really treating my body as a temple like i make jokes but it's actually true like my whole life is self-care yeah. <laughs> my whole life is self-care yeah. like if i'm not working to earn it it's self-care yeah. it's, <laughs> it's processing yeah. it's in, it's enjoying it's integrating uh it's liberating so um with that being said, I forgot where I was going with that, but uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you're the uh, beginning of the second act. Getting into the second line. Act of life. What's my line? Pleasure. <laughs> hey, definitely. Even pleasure in the difficulties, yeah. you know, like. Mm, okay, wait. What wise women? Wise women? Wise oh, women? Yeah, yeah wise wisdom women. seekers. Yes. Yeah, so I think. We remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew it was gonna come back. It always does. Um, yeah, so I think I have really been craving just, uh, like, yeah, I want that, like, older generation. I want somebody who's lived more life than me, that it has that integrated sense of calm because they know it's going to be okay, you know, that grounded sense where they've lived through a whole another decade yeah. plus than me, and they're an inspiration because they're still active and they're living joyfully and they're spending their time doing the things that they love and i think that's part of again what the like the benefit of going back to being an entrepreneur is is like we value our free time and we want to be able to do what we want to do when we want to do it and i think there is a sacrifice in that at the same time right we could be working hours and days and nights endlessly trying to make things happen um but then also like we can get together on a wednesday morning and record a podcast you know and that's a beautiful thing i'm gonna go for a walk in balboa park after this you know that's a beautiful thing that is extremely valuable to me so i think that's one of the things that i see in these elders and how they spend their free time is to me that's what matters because we only have this one life and even the second act is not guaranteed. And I think the older we get, we know that this is true. And um, so having those elders just like hearing what they would say, like I'll ask them, like, what would you tell yourself at 43? Like, or what's the biggest thing that you've learned? Okay, so let me ask you, what's the, because I don't know how old you are. You don't have to say it, I'm but 53. you're 53. Yay! Woo! I had no idea. Okay, so 10 years ago, what? Like, what would you have told your 43-year-old self now? Um, so 10 years ago, I was planning my escape mm. from this 9 to 5. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, my plan and my – I yeah. have escaped, but it's yeah. like, what do you do then? <laughs> see, 43. I dug I the tunnel. Now where do I go? <laughs> yeah. I think it's um, – I would say get out now. 
don't wait. Get Just out get out. Now. Get out. Get the fuck you. out and cut down now. But you know, it's hard when you decide to do this when you already have kids in the mortgage and cars and payments and loans and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. And everyone's you know going it's to different this for me. club baseball and the freaking horseback riding and so it was like. So I would say to my 43-year-old self, great job. You mm. planned it out. You executed the plan. Mm. You know, don't be so hard on yourself that it wasn't perfect and that you didn't do it when you were 33. Mm. You know, you had this journey to go through and you were able to create something to stand on so that you were able to get out mm. and do your thing. So mm. I would say, good job, Grief. Good job, Grief. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, uh, and I feel like really emotional about it because it's hard to say those things. You know, for mm. the most part, we're just beating ourselves up mm. about so whatever. Sure. Yeah. And the taskmaster, you know, yeah. that's my. Yeah. And repairing, you know, trait. there's so many things so like you said. When you give up your time and you're hustling and going, you, you give up, you sacrifice. You're so tired, you know. Your vitality, your vitality. That's relationships with your partner, your parents, your kids. The ripple effect. And now, like, I'll be running around doing things, and if my kid stops to talk, I'll just I catch myself and I drop the phone, stop, Mm. and I'm like, I don't care. He's talking to me, you know. Mm. And Mm. I sit and I'm and I'm there and I'm listening. Practice that presence. And I'm present, Mm -hmm. right? And of course, then there's things you got to do and work, whatever. But for the most part, I've learned. That the rushing gets you nowhere but to the fucking depression yeah. office, and they're yeah. gonna give you a pill. <laughs> depression <laughs> <You know>? office. <laughs> yeah, help me. You know, it's like, and it's like you don't like. There's no, um, there's no price at the end mm. for who has the most toys. Mm. I spent so much time with death and dying, working with you know, that was the masters I did right, like palliative mm. care, and and I knew I it, but it wasn't until my mom had a stroke. She had a stroke, and that's when I decided, okay, now it's time to quit. Because mm. this shit ends in one day to the next. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like... You wake up to death, I think, at various stages, you yeah. know, in your life. It's yeah. a very intimate um, experience. Especially when your mom dies. <laughs> yes. what are you thinking? I'm next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And yeah. maybe not right now, but it's like, what am I doing? Wake up to life, you know? Yes. And, like, to the sounds and the sense and the pleasure and... And into what matters. Into what matters. And again, and therapy matters, people. Therapy matters. Go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. your meditations. You know. Yes. Call Sarah and take yeah. your classes, <laughs> your yoga classes, because no, yoga is transformative. It is. You know, and people it don't is. want to go to the studio, so get a private. Yeah, class, yeah, yeah. You, know? you don't have to go to the studio. You don't. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it can be intimidating. Some of these studios, it's like you're sure. going to freaking, you know, the Olympics, and they're doing yeah. these flips and stuff, and it's like, uh, yeah. whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing to make yoga accessible for everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's what people do. There's a lot of studios that do, you know. But yeah, yes, yes, yes. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. So what I think I want to tell us is that we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend that used, would say that to me all the we're time. She's it. like, girl, you're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. say it was easy. And I talk to people that are like hella entrepreneurs, like making it, doing mm-hmm. great fucking work. Yeah. And they're still also struggling and figuring out what's the next thing they're going to do, what's the next thing in it. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it for you. Yeah. Not yeah. for the big yeah. matrix. And also, I think, yeah, for the for the people, too, you know. For like, I think part of my right. initiative is to relieve people's suffering. And yeah. I know that that's just part of my dharma. It's like yeah. this is – I'm so grateful that I know that now because, girl, I struggled for – 
probably three decades trying to figure it out. Like, what am I trying to do with myself? What yeah. What is my aim? What am I trying to do with my life? I'm trying to ease people suffering. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we need. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be, like, somber, though, either, you know? That can be, like, joyful and celebratory. It can be in a creative way. Um, so, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been always here, but good, I hope you guys enjoyed good this talking conversation. To you. Yeah. And uh, reach out to Sarah. I'll put your webpage and the way to get okay. it over, too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Vital life. Leave my email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Sarah, for coming in and sharing. Because, you know, these are conversations that not everyone's talking about. People no. are always hiding and pretending they're okay. And that, is, that this isn't, yeah. that isn't really a struggle. This is real life. No. Yeah. 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 We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste and blessings. Yeah. Namaste. Thanks, everybody, that listened. And blessings, everybody. Have thank a great day. <laughs> to Bye. tell the recovery. <laughs>